breaking some news here. I, I broke the first news on Greg's podcast. I totally blew it. But a lot of people were asking what's going to happen with XM because even though I wasn't full-time RotoWire, obviously I, I could still do some stuff. And I mentioned it last week, but I was thinking about it and I had to talk to Peter and I was thinking, well, I think I want to take a break because as I, I mentioned, I'm tethered to it all the time. You can listen to the last podcast to understand the details of it. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll reuse it in the summer, but I don't, you know, unless they were to like give me so much money that I couldn't say no or something, um, which I knew they weren't going to do. I'm probably going to take a break. So I'm getting set to tell Peter that. And I'm a bit like feel bad. And, and the guy I actually really feel worse for is Jeff because Jeff and me, as I mentioned, like I love doing the show with him and he's a great guy. And he you know, deserves I do, an award. I mean, I can barely handle one hour with you a week. Uh, but eight, uh, yeah, that, that he guy, used to do 15. Four. He used to do 15 in, in 2010. We started for a couple of years. So, and this has been for 12 years. He's done this anyway. So I feel bad whenever he would have a vacation, I'd be like, oh man. And, and actually what's happened the last couple of years is our other guys have really gotten so good and so much better that it's actually not even a big deal anymore. And it's much better that I'm leaving now than, than if, you know, I were leaving five yeah, years Yeah, you've ago. come a long way since you threw me on, on there hosting. Uh, hosting <laughs> and Nellis Monkey life, can host the, life, the Red yeah. Oil show, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Payne, Andrew yeah. Martinez. That guy was yeah. like, I don't know what that guy was. He was like texting during the thing. He wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty funny, the different hosts he went through. But, you know, so I, I feel bad for Jeff, genuinely. So I was all set to tell Pete, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think, and he's like, I talked to the guys and they just want someone who's all in, which is totally legitimate. It's, it's over, over, and it's not even my fault. So I'm, I'm going to finish at the end of February. Two weeks from tomorrow will be my last day on the XM show. And uh, it's weird because I told Jeff and Jeff was like, oh shit. And then and the producers were kind of like, oh shit. I'm not saying that everyone cares that much. I think Jeff is genuinely bummed. I, uh, everyone else, who knows what they really think. Oh, it caught him off guard though. They don't know, you know, they work yeah. for XM. They don't know our eternal workings and, right. and conceivably I could have stayed on or not, but that's it. I'm saying I'm, I'm two weeks from tomorrow. Tonight's Wednesday night. It'll be, this will come up on Thursday. So two weeks from Thursday, February 24th or whatever it is, I'm out from XM. I'll probably do guest spots, you know, or something. Uh, maybe I'll take over your guest spot, but I, uh, yeah, I can't make it tomorrow too. But so I will two weeks. That'll be your last day is my normal Thursday. So I'll definitely yeah. be, have to be on for that one. Yeah. That'll be the last so, day. Yeah. Maybe last yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I just you have the intro. You have to do the intro. Hey, people don't fall. Uh, usually, they the producer plays something to the effect of "We interview the best fantasy people in the industry," and then Liz usually says, "And also Dalton Beldon." <laughs> I always say that. Yeah, I apologize in advance. Like I, I tease the segment. I'm like, and I regretably, I'm so sorry that we're bringing in Dalton Beldon in 30 minutes from now. His parents paid. Uh, my parents. I used paid to. I used to go with that one for a while. Yeah, that your parents were paying us. You know, we couldn't turn down the money that your parents were paying us. <laughs> So yeah, you've been definitely thrown to the bus quite a few times in many different ways on that show as your reward for coming on. You know, like, so I just wrote my last bee in the book and I was going to be like, this is the last bee in the book. And I wrote that in 1999 yeah. and I just filed my last one, the Super Bowl one. And I was going to write something about it, but then I was thinking, you know, I always hated those like Derek Jeter retirement tours or like Cal Ripken, you know, they're just oh, dragging you went the Brady out. route. You went the Brady route. I'm going Brady. Yeah. And you know, at the same time, me too. I started in 99, he started 2000, finished, I mean- Brady and me are very similar. You know, we're about equally good at our, at our craft. Good looking. Very equally handsome, equally good looking wife. You know, I was going to say uh, wife who's thriving too. Cause you know, <laughs> Giselle makes a lot more money than he does too. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, exactly. I know Heather's doing well with her business. So Heather, so, yeah, I like that. Equal, equally in. good looking wife. Yeah, yeah, the parallels never. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is, it's almost like you're the same it's, person. We're, it's really, uh, it's your really Twitter crazy. feeds, you know, it's, uh, equally entertaining, you know, maybe yeah. for different reasons, but still, yeah. you know, certainly yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. 
CL12 is going to be my new line of product. So, uh, both yeah, have crazy so, diets. Both yeah. do have really actually interesting diets. That's, that's right. That's right. We both do our job with a murderer. Uh, oh, no, that's just him. Okay. You got to step up your game. You got to pull it Yeah. If you're not Aaron Hernandez, then I'm not Brady. So you got to do your part. Well, congrats on the retirement uh, for, from, from it all. And yeah, that's got to be that's something to be reflective upon from 1999 is a long, long time ago. I mean, yeah, yeah that's crazy. So I'm running staff picks tonight. I got to compile that. That that's since 2000. I've done that. You know, every week football season through the playoffs, and then on Monday I'll do my observations, and I think that'll be my last column. Maybe I'll write up my draft champions league or something. Um, Chuck Poster made a scheme out of the book called the '90s. That's how old we are. I mean, literally, he just did a book that's on the '90s. I mean, it's that far separated we are now, man. So it's a yeah, it's going to be different. But you're going to love the freedom, and you're going to travel, and it's and you're not tired. I mean, that is a a, 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 I mean, for a person who works from home, I mean, that's a real job every morning. You're there for the two hours, you know, I mean, you're really locked to that. Yeah, no, I, I'm most looking forward to just, and it's not morning now it's morning in LA, but it's five yeah. to 7 PM. Yeah. And so right after that, it's like, I got to get dinner going or if I'm cooking or if Heather's mm -hmm. cooking and Sasha's wants to play. And it's just like, it's not a good time to have a show five to seven. You know, I actually like the LA better nine to 11 is kind of, perfect. I was going to say, yeah, morning's yeah. better even. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. much better. But I'm the one who moved overseas, so I had to adapt to it. You know, I'll probably miss it, but I, I'm going to do more podcasts. You know, I mean, hopefully you and I do more than one a week. I'm going to have chrislist.com up in a couple of weeks. I may do, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. No idea. This will be the primary podcast. Is it going to uh, get on the feeds, man? What's the struggle there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dudes are doing it. I mean, I feel like these guys are like, their main thing is like businesses and like payroll and all this stuff. But they're like, yeah, I'm figuring it out. Don't worry. It'll be in a couple of days. So it will, it will be on all the feeds. Cool. There's like a fast forward issue or like if you try to like fast forward, it'll, it goes back to the beginning or it, there's been some issues. So I'm well aware of all that. It's getting fixed. If it's not fixed in a couple of weeks, then I would then, which I don't want to do, I would like subscribe to like a, a megaphone type site to just get that all handled and then just do it that way. But I like having it on my own site because really can't be canceled, right? Like it's like my URL, it's my site. Nobody can lean on megaphone and say, oh, I don't like what those guys are talking about. Like, I think there's, I don't think it's going to happen in our case, but why take a chance? It's kind of how I see it. Makes sense. Well, that's exciting uh, news. All right. So yeah, moving on. No, no XM, no, no rotowire altogether. And nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do guest spots. If I'll do leagues, I'll stay in my, probably go to Vegas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm just, this is, I'm just going to do a lot of these, you know, I guess so. Um, and, and oh, I was just going to say that, you know, eight hours a week of talking, it does take it out of you. Like it, you're not, I'm not saying like, oh, it's such a hard job. I'm saying how much juice do you have left to create three hours a week of podcasts? You know, at one point, like Pete and I were discussing, he's like, oh, you should do like a, a daily thing or three times. I'm like, dude, I'm talking for eight hours about the same shit already. I don't have another three hours to say that would be interesting about the same stuff. And just even though this is different stuff we talk about here, even that it's like eight hours, you're, you're like kind of talked out. So, so we may I, even I, talk more sport, five minutes of sports on this. Too, we might talk, we might get into sports of it. Yeah, and yeah. we'll get into some bets and we'll let, we'll have all this stuff. Jeff and I just made a bet on the radio. Our first side bet. Uh, he took uh, Dansby Swanson and I took Glaber Torres better fantasy year. Yeah, very close. I don't feel strongly either way. I think okay. that's a total close. I like I like both those guys okay. big time. This year. I agree okay. that he should be going both should be going higher. I like I like both. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you got? What are your notes? I got some notes too. I took a bunch of notes too. Yeah. Where no, you, you go ahead. You start. I got yeah, I'll go. You go. All right. 
already I was going to go right to it. So Joe Rogan, right? He apologizes. They found a bunch of, of old clips where saying some words you're not allowed to say. It's the special word you're really, really supposed to not say. And he said it like many times. A lot of times he was quoting or talking about it or quoting a lyric or something like that. And so he apologized and he removed the, he removed the episodes. And then of course, you know, if you apologize, people start jumping down your throats and then people are saying, never apologize. I, I feel it's a nuanced thing. I think apologize if you feel you've done something wrong, apologize right away, own it, apologize. But if you have not done anything wrong in your own mind, if you don't feel like you've done something wrong, never ever fucking apologize because, because the mob wants, wants it because apology is like blood in the water. You know, the shark gets a little blood and they will just, if you apologize when you don't, when you've done nothing wrong, then basically you're bending the knee. And when they see you bending the knee, they know you're vulnerable and they come in for the kill. So don't ever apologize unless you feel bad, genuinely like you've done something wrong, in which case I think you should apologize directly, not Weasley, get it over with. I agree. So, and I think that is what he did. That is what he did. He genuinely felt bad, uh, which understandable. He apologized for that because he really did feel bad. He's like, man, it looks horrible. It does. There's no defense. It's indefensible. It was wrong. I wouldn't do it now. I won't do it in the future. And I, and I was wrong and I'm sorry. And then he's moved on since then. I don't, I don't you know, he's moved on. Um, yeah. I don't know. It seems to me that's what he's done. Yeah. I, I was more okay with that part of that side of it. And I'll give, I'll give the other side of that. But the first one, when, you know, they're calling him, you know, misinformation and all this shit, like I felt like, He's like, oh, maybe I'll have some guys on from the mainstream. Why? CNN's got those guys on 24-7 propagandizing everybody. Why do you also need to, I'll get a balanced guy on. To me, that was like, um, that was one of those apologies that he had done nothing wrong. He's having conversations with people who happen to be. Uh, that is a little different than what I was saying. Yeah, I hear eminently yeah. credentialed. And who cares even though? What if they weren't? What if he's having a conversation with me and I have no credentials and I give my opinion? So what? It's a podcast. I don't owe, we don't owe anybody a credential or whatever. I'm allowed to talk about anything. I could be right. I could be wrong. I don't owe the right information. You know, it'd be one thing if I was deliberately lying to get people killed on purpose, but nobody's doing that. And nobody even is alleging that these doctors are nefariously trying to kill people. They're saying that they're wrong. We'll see. You know, most of the shit that the mainstream was saying has turned out to be incredibly wrong. And we'll get into that too. Um, so that one I thought was, was a bit like, you know, like, dude, just say no and say, fuck it. I yeah. get on who I want. You know, you make your judgment. But something weird's going on here. Um, I mean, it's Joe Rogan and really now uh, the White House is stepping in and, and, right. and into an organization. I mean, that is next level. Oh, and Obama is saying he's going to pull his stuff and The Rock has to, to give his opinion. These are like his friends, even some, but it's just weird that establishment is clearly picked sides. And but it's also a coordinated attack. I don't know if you follow this really down the rabbit hole, but Dave Portnoy figured out mm -hmm. that the same people that produced that video of Rogan produced one on him and they're in this interview and he's like, you know, I have evidence that you sent uh, the same thing. The person gets like, whoa. Um, but he's like, but I don't want to use that against you. Anyway, it's all just, just bad from any way you look at it. It's just frustrating and, and bad. And I don't believe the people attacking uh, Joe Rogan even think that Joe Rogan's racist personally. You know, I don't, I don't even think they, they know he's not racist. Is. The fact that the white house is trying to censor a podcaster. Now you're getting to like core first amendment shit. It's not just like business and, and, oh, well their business, you know, this is like, what the fuck are they even thinking talking about that? Yeah, no, I know that. I wanted you to further elaborate on that. Yeah, that, that seems serious, right? I mean, that, that First Amendment right there, I mean, that, that's, that's wild to have happen, right? 
I, mean, I, I guess I, it's more out in the open because it feels like this has all happened. This is just more out in the open. All this stuff has clearly happened at uh, social media sites and, 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 and whatnot. By the way, I saw someone say that it's I ironic uh, that Facebook stock dropping because if Trump had won presidency, he would have for sure banned TikTok. I, it's just that there was a oh, an oh and Facebook Facebook would have gone crazy the stock like, yeah, really well, I mean TikTok is like main competitor and it's yeah crashing I mean who knows how yeah but anyway um but yeah so that yeah the White House just outwardly stepping uh, uh, in and, and saying that is uh, is wild 113 episodes have been removed so far um curious what happens next but um one of them I, I one of them made the news of a dude I dormed with freshman year uh one of his episodes have been removed but um yeah I, I mean I, I assume you you have strong feelings on the White House. Well, of course, it's worse than many. You know, the government can't be like weighing in on what kind of speech is allowed. The president, you know, when he when he swears his oath when he gets inaugurated, he swears an oath to defend the Constitution, not to defend the country. People think it's like, oh, I I swear to defend the, the the homeland or the country. No, it's defend the Constitution of the United States of America, and he's just running roughshod over the First Amendment. And I, I mean, to me, that would be impeachable. Like, I'm not trying to be dramatic about it. I'd be like, if if you're trying to police what people can say, uh, you know, online or, or, or what Joe Rogan can say, um, you violated your oath. I mean, I, I mean that in a very literal legalese, legalistic sense. So I, I think he should step down. I mean, I, I, I know there's 500 other reasons he should probably step down, one of which is he's totally demented. But I also think, you know, it's not just Biden spouting off. It's like that team, the administration and his press secretary and the whole team has decided that they are allowed to say what's true, what's false, who can say, and it doesn't even matter if it's false. I mean, false information is completely protected legally. I mean, you can be legal, you can be sued for libel if you're libeling somebody and there's like fire in a crowded theater, which isn't speech really. Do you know who's favored to be the next president? Predict it, the open market right now? Um, I would say Trump. Yeah. Okay. Correct. I, I, hope, I hope he goes away. Some of it's his fault. Some of it's not. Some of it's just that media shit. He's got carrying too much baggage now. And I just feel like he didn't do enough good. Like he didn't like pardon Assange and Snowden. He didn't, he resisted some of the really worst tendencies that we're seeing happen now. But, you know, he didn't start wars. He didn't try to get involved in foreign entanglements, but he didn't do enough good to have anybody who's too many people of substance really get behind him. So I'd like to see him just get out of the way. So what, what next? The GoFundMe I got to ask you about. That's wild. I mean, they, they, they tried to seize all that money and then not even return it until there was a legitimate law. You know, I guess a Patreon has a lawsuit. It's about chargebacks. If they hadn't done it, they were going to get screwed. Just everyone was going was to call their credit card company. I guess credit card companies' phones were just ringing off the hook. But anyway, explain that. Yeah, so you know, people wanted to donate to the truckers in Canada who were heroes, basically. And it just shows that like compliance never ends shit. It's resistance. It's, it's defiance. It's saying no, refusing to go along that ends things and makes them have to negotiate. You never negotiate with compliant people. You just, you know, you just keep doing what you're doing and take more power. So the trucker, everyone knows the story probably, or some people probably don't because it's not really being covered that well. They're disrupting Canada completely and honking their horns all day in the capital city and Trudeau hid. And he says, Everything he says is dumber and more tone deaf than the next, but people, you know, they needed money to get food and fuel and things. And so people were sending it through GoFundMe and GoFundMe at some point at the behest of the Canadian government or whoever decided to seize, you know, freeze the funds. And then they said, oh, we're going to just donate these to charity. It was $10 million. 10 million. And I didn't donate. So GoFundMe can do their bullshit fake ass NGO charity scheme and 
funnel money to people, you know, I, I support the truckers. And so, you know, everybody threatened the chargebacks. And, and so they, they said, we'll return all this stuff, but they're done. That's the end of GoFundMe. I mean, I think it's over, but yeah. they did something great is that Bitcoin donations started coming in and they basically orange pilled thousands of people who were like, oh, wow, I don't control the rails. A bank, a government can just say, you can't do this and they can't stop Bitcoin. So it's really, I think that is a moment that like probably several thousand people realized the, the importance of Bitcoin at that moment. So I think that was huge. Um, but the GoFundMe thing is like, you know how there's like the noble lie, like, oh, Fauci would say, well, I didn't want to say about masking because I was worried, you know, lying because you think it is a good purpose or lying because I'm going to lie because the truth will help Trump. So we have to hide that Hunter Biden laptop story because mm -hmm. the noble lie, right? You know what that is. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if I know white, that term, but. Yeah, uh, okay. I, well, yeah, the noble lie. It's like, it's like lying in order to achieve the good results or whatever. What GoFundMe, yeah, the greater good. And GoFundMe just did the noble theft. They were like, well, these truckers are, are bad. They're on the side of bad. So we'll just steal this money. Like if you're okay with the noble lie, the noble theft is not far behind. And then they just got fucking shabapped. Oh, no, no, you can't. Dude, just because you think, just because your politics thinks that's the good thing to do, are you fucking kidding? You're stealing from people. And I think that's the end of GoFundMe. I mean, it's, I, I, think, it's, I think they're dead. I mean, I just think you should see the, the Twitter account when they like the responses and quotes. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, oh my God. Well, as it should be, that was robbery. Oh. I mean, absolute theft. I mean, it was noble way. theft, dude. It was noble yeah. theft. Speaking of Bitcoin, man, in the news a lot, we could go numerous places. I don't know what your thoughts on Snowden creating an NFT, I believe, even for that trucker convoy. Uh, Russia today is saying that Bitcoin is going to be seen as currency. I mean, let's hope that U.S. doesn't use that as like, oh, it's bad. But I mean, game theory might be accelerated here. Uh, and then I'm burying the lead. Please tell me you're following this Bitfinex, uh, the robbery, the scheme. A little the bit, husband, a little bit. A little husband bit. and wife in New York were just uh, caught. Uh, I don't although it's unclear if they truly did get it themselves, but they were certainly, they're getting charged with laundering. What it's, it's, it's how much is it worth? $4 billion now. Cause it, cause it increased real, so much, real couple. But, yeah. And, and, but it's crazy how they got caught. They didn't have it in cold storage. Uh, they had it on the, their Google cloud or whatever. And, um, and even though they have tweets that backdate him making fun of people for not storing it properly, they, they registered their emails to like Walmart gift cards sent to her. But anyway, the government, just finally went in there and, and took $4 billion in two couples. And one of them's a verified uh, on Twitter. She's a Forbes writer and, and a rapper. I mean, it's, it's almost like the story is too good to be true. It's just, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's so I saw like these dumb TikTok videos. I think that's yes. the woman, like she's doing these like yeah. stupid dances and like boasting about it or whatever. Yeah, she and, didn't, that's uh, fake where she's like, did, did I steal 4 billion for the government today? And she pushes yes. That's not real. If you saw okay, that. No. Thing. Oh, I didn't know about it, but she's like dancing around and doing these dumb videos. That's real. Yeah, people, that's real. People are like, if you somebody tweeted out, if you ever doubt your own abilities, just realize this person stole got away stealing four yeah. billion. Like yeah. you got to for years. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. I don't know. I mean, and and dumb people are like, oh, this shows it's not secure. Like, no, if you don't mind your keys, of course it's not secure. If you, if you yeah, no, people security. don't understand. Like I was just trying to explain to my friend that there's a cold wallet means you're not connected to the internet. You can't. Yeah. You don't hacking the blockchain. Right. There's just a. You really. It's too nerdy to explain but they were just not properly storing it for like governmental reasons and they were just left themselves susceptible this third party it's like the bank was robbed an exchange was robbed because they didn't have it in cold storage and these people were moving it around in the back and were finally caught yeah it's a funny story but the, ma the macro situation seems good i mean i don't know i there's always these like clever fintwit guys who make the case for actually deflation instead of inflation they're like well there's no money velocity and because there's no money velocity, it's not circulating. It's mostly in these like balance sheets. 
And so we're, instead of inflation, you know, there's going to be a big demand shortage with all these businesses dropped and, you know, people getting used to UBI and all the shit. I don't know. I don't really think that's true, but it always just gives me that little pause of like not going all in all, you know, every right now, knowing everything's going to be inflated. I think there's still maybe, you know, what if I'm wrong? I, my thesis is there'll be some deflation if the fed stops printing or slows it down, which they have. And then as soon as the market starts crashing, like it did last couple of weeks in January, they're going to have to print. And then inflation is coming, whether sooner or later, that's my thesis. I could be wrong though. And I don't want to just like go so all in that, that then it drops and I could have got in, you know, for a lot cheaper. So I'm just sort of dollar cost average, you know, just kind of keep it steady and not make a huge move. And you regret that. Like, you know, last fall I did some of that, like dollar cost averaging. And I realized I should have just plunked it all down because the thing went crazy, but you just don't really know, you know, the, the price that it is today is the equilibrium of everybody, buyers and sellers. I feel very confident long-term, but in the short and medium term, I just don't know. Yeah. I know DCA is the way to go. I, I yeah, that's not my, hadn't been my strategy in the past, but that is the, the smart way to do it. And uh, yeah, to checking the price daily is just a uh, more of an entertainment purpose, yeah. but um, yeah, just got to keep the, the long. But I think it's bullish. And I, I think, I think I could see it going from 44 to 20 if, if like the macro situation went in that direction, but I could also see it going to like 250. And I just think the upside is still so much more than the downside. Like, I just feel like the upside is it could be bananas. Like you're like, are, are you, is this a joke? Right. I, I think that's like within a year, I think that's like, I don't know what the percent I would put on it, but like 20%, 15% chance that like it's bananas. It's like, what the fuck? This is like, how is this happening? Yeah, so much so, has changed. I don't want to exaggerate it, but it's still at the top of the second inning, man. It is that early. Like it really is. And then and, um, NFT, the board ape stuff I sent you, I don't know if we can link to those, but there's some crazy yeah. stuff going on with the NFTs and that board ape club too, man. I, that That's a whole nother story. Yeah, it was like what is like some Nazi symbolism in that, or what was the what was the deal? There's a I ton I, of I, connections to just weird. Yeah, the what, what who started all that is just yeah, all kinds of uh, of bad bad. Well, why? Deals. Yeah. Okay, so like I don't, I have zero interest in that. I would never spend money on that. I mean, maybe I'll be wrong and it'll be like the biggest genius thing of all time, but I just don't see it. I just don't have any. It's just I, a I just, weird rabbit hole of also just sorry to jump in, list, but the the no, whole the whole the whole Jimmy Fallon and and it's obviously they're not those people are getting paid to say that they don't own it and um it's all connected to this wild chart of you know of the of the CMA or whatever the company uh, of 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 doing that all. I don't know what the end game is. It's weird, but um. But yeah, I don't know. I know the NFTs, uh, the best criticism I've seen of them, and correct me, I'm probably wrong, whatever, but is this more so that you don't really own it because you're just, you're just paying for like a, co a company could close shop overnight and then your NFT would be gone because the, the code is all, I guess most of that stuff is just kind of sloppily based on a company owning the, owning the code or whatever. I'm probably explaining it poorly, but um, does that make sense? Well, it makes the sense that in the sense that Bitcoin has nodes all over the world where the blockchain is being copied. And so if it's verifiable in a blockchain, you have the private key, so you yeah, are able to spend, spend, spend the funds. Make, yeah. Right. If it's centralized and the company goes bust, like who cares if it's on a blockchain? Like who's proving that? Yeah. I, I mean, I have no interest in them. I, to me, the, the NFTs are basically, you can have a status. Like I own the scarce thing, mm -hmm. but it also is like 
you know, look, it's a picture, it's status, I'm cool. Bitcoin's boring, right? It's your Bitcoin, my Bitcoin's the same. It's it's not fun. Nothing it's totally wrong with fungible. the status, by the way. I mean, who cares how you spend your, I don't care how you spend your money. I don't, well, money um, needs uh, to be spent. Rich people need to spend their money somewhere in the art world, whatever. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm not judging, but it's just, it's just interesting. I mean, it's just weird. Whatever. I agree with you. Like spend your money however you want. It's not my problem, but, but I'm saying that like the people who are marketing status, status kind of a business and stuff to me, like that's not, a, it's not important to human affairs like Bitcoin, in my opinion. And it's also just like more likely to draw the scammers and the people who play on that kind of vanity and that kind of, oh, I'm cooler than you because I have this, like that whole envy and that notion, that kind of, that aspect of human experience is exploitable. And there's a certain kind of character that gets involved in that. So, mm -hmm. you know, again, you. Yeah, yeah. again, I mean, look, if it may be legit, you may be selling art. Art is a great thing. Although the whole purpose for art and like money laundering and tax avoidance is regular art. It's a whole other rabbit hole that I think Bitcoin's going to change a lot of that too. When you have a hard store of value, you're not going to need to take this money and put it in like, okay, I'll put it in art because I can't put it in cash. But smart contracts uh, clearly have, could be cool in the future. I believe that would be things you've talked about, like say like people, instead of a third party dealing with a reservation at a restaurant, you'd just be on a blockchain and kind of agree to pay X amount for that seat at a movie theater or that ticket at a game or something like that. And I think that's something to do with smart contracts. And, and I know they, it's not like it's binary, both can win, but whatever's going on with the NFT world right now, to me is out of control. So far from an expert on this. And I've heard that I, I the best case I thought was like, if you were to sell tickets, like you, you have a blockchain and you sell tickets to your concert, and then every time it gets resold, 5% gets added to you. 5% goes to you of the, mm. of the resale value. But uh, there's probably a way for that to work. But why not just hand them like the, uh, you, you ever seen Open Dime, the MVK, the uh, gold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you can put money on an Open Dime and then just hand it to somebody. If you don't transfer it from one wallet to another, that's when it would trigger the, <laughs> the, the 5%. But if you right. just hand somebody the private key or somehow tell it to them, I mean, you know, you're not going to be that worried about a thousand dollar ticket. Like, okay, I'm just going to email you the private key. If someone stole it, it would suck, but it's not like your life savings. I email you the private key. How do they know that it's changed hands? So I'm not really sure even how that works, but they, if they're talking about it. I'm sure there's probably a way. Um, if you were to transfer it from your wallet to theirs, then they, that would be on the blockchain and they could uh, have it have a fee. But um, what else are gonna gonna say to you, Liz? You got anything um, before we go? Uh, Michael Avenatti is my last note for you, uh, just because I think it's funny. You know that hit guy. Uh, he get found guilty, and here's what I find funny. Um, uh, so during this trial, uh, in which he took stole three hundred thousand dollars from Stormy Daniels, told the book to to forward him the money. Apparently, when they they first met, uh, he got he he found out what she was doing, and they met for lunch, and he told her, "I will work pro bono, um, just for like the notoriety or whatever." Oh, sorry, I will, I will work for you for $100, you know, basically pro bono. So she gave him a $100 bill or whatever. And she, because he says all this other stuff, whatever, just not to mention he ends up robbing her of all that extra income. But apparently he pays for that said lunch with the $100 bill. I, I just uh, thought that was a pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. That guy, yeah. that guy was going to bring down Trump and now he's spending. Now, I mean, forget the whole Nike issue, too. I mean, he's getting sued by multiple people, but found guilty in the Stormy Daniels thing. I found that little antidote at lunch just just pretty funny. But um, all right. They're putting him on TV and asking like he was going to be the next president. I mean, oh, CNN single, was, yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah. but he had a Joe great Rogan. jawline, as Corolla points out, man. When you have a good jawline like that, you know, you just, I mean, it just he's, really he's, helps. You just believe anything people say. He was, he was, they're worried about Joe Rogan and they were putting this fucking total charlatan on TV and saying he's going to be the president. I mean, it is just so, the gaslighting 
it's like we're just run by con artists who'll just con anything. It's like Joe Montana in uh, was that movie that that uh, was that movie where he's like a con artist? Why can't I think of that movie? It's a famous mm. movie. It's a David Mamet play, and it's based on a David Mamet play. I think he wrote the screenplay. It's a movie where he just cons everybody, and it's just like House of Games. This, House of Games. House of Games. Yeah, I don't that was know that one. Uh, Nineteen eighty-seven. That was. Yeah. That's a, it's a good. It's a good movie, but it's just like we're run by like, people like it, yeah. We're run by people like that. You know, that's like, it's just, it's just, that's what I said, my whole theory, my unified theory of bluffing the other week. Like, it's all a bluff. Like this, like this whole, like, oh, the virus will kill you. Or, you know, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's all these things are just, they're just lies and lines and things. It's just so crazy how, like Michael Avenatti's on, but Joe Rogan is misinformation and we need to crack down on misinformation. And one six is worse than nine 11 CNN right now. I mean, wow. Well, you know, all the sexual stuff. Right. And, and like, Oh, January 6th, it's like nine 11, but worse. Like it destroyed our democracy. Like these things, it's like the Russia gate Trump is being owned puppeted by Putin. Like this shit is just, it's not just untrue by a little bit. Like, Oh, we thought comical this, this, but that it's like, we're run by like, I can't even express the level of like bullshit. It's like people believe this stuff. It's like we're run by like complete sociopathic con artists. And I got, I got another one I want to talk about, but a couple of things. I had, I had an idea, started writing about this. So, you know, you play fantasy sports, right? And like you play pretty high stakes, but it's not your job, right? It's not your actual job to play, right? You're not, you don't make your living playing. And most people who play fantasy, it's, it's fun, right? And what's, why do you like, what do you like about fantasy sports? Like, what do you, what's the fundamental test? Like, what is it that you're well, doing? I mean, competition, being better than the other, predict, I want to, Be- better, better or what? Predicting the future than you. Yeah, there you, go. Gonna there you go. Yeah. yeah. You're testing your, that's exactly right. You're testing yeah. your observations about a sport, uh, players, aggregating all that information, yeah. processing it. information and, 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 and yeah. make the better thing. And then it plays out in real time and you're like, ooh, I'm getting feedback, right? I, I'm seeing. And it's very satisfying to get it right. And when you get it wrong, you're like, wow, I really thought this guy was going to be good. I, mm-hmm. Where did I go wrong? It, it's what a, process it's a good did t- I do wrong? Yeah, you ha- yeah I always question the, the seasons. Okay. I have bad seasons more than I do the good ones. So you're, it's a great test of your um, sort of perception uh, observations test. It's practice. You're practicing this idea of taking an info and uh, applying it. But you don't do it for your living. It's not your job, right? I mean, it's your job to talk and write about it, but it's not your job to play, even though you play pretty high stakes. So, okay. But all these things, you play chess, you play video games. It's all practice. You know, it's like you're practicing for what? What are we practicing for? Why do we as humans want to test our abilities to process information and act on it? What, what do you think that is? Uh, just competitiveness? and I don't know. Competitive, but why do you think that's something that you want to that you're driven to like do well at, or, you know, to, to test. I don't know like, why, what, what are you getting at? Well, I think, I think we're testing for like consequential decisions in life. <laughs> if oh, you, okay. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like your ability, okay. yeah. Your ability to like process information and, and do the right, make, make the correct read on it. Right. Like a quarterback or some, you know, making a cheat sheet. Hmm. It's like, it's like, that's for life. That's the measure of your life is going to be how well you do that. Right. Oh like, yeah. We're doing it in, in health decisions, in investment decisions, uh, in sports. Yeah. And, who, who to trust in life. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, okay. So we have all these fancy baseball pundits, football people, people who you know invest for a living and all this stuff. Right. And the, if you're doing it for a living, that's kind of real too, because you're making some consequential decisions. But a lot of this that we love doing is like practicing this skill of evaluating and, and applying and then seeing it play out. And you you could like do your fantasy sports all all day long and get better at it. But like, dude, 
the real game happened those last two years and many, many people failed. They failed the, <laughs> They failed the test. Like they were practicing, they were studying for the test in all these different activities that we do. And it's great if you do well in your fantasy and you win money and it sucks if you lose it. I'm genuinely bummed that I have a bad year. But how many do you think admit that and or feel that way? It's going to be more, not many yet. Right. And I like, I failed for, for nine months. I mean, I was believing way too much and you know, whatever. So, I mean, I, I didn't get an A plus, but like, I, I'm still taking in more information under the crazy gaslighting. And I feel like I, I got free of it. You know, I was able to write the ship after some bad investments of my time and mental energy. I just want to say like, you're failing the test. If you've fallen for these psyops, like this was the test to absorb information and then understand what's, you know, that's fantasy, right? It's like, is this hype? Is the coach, you know, what's bullshit? What's real? <laughs> what information's actionable? Yeah, what coach what speak? Yeah. What's coach speak? Everything's fucking, you know, Fauci speak or, you know, double, World Economic Forum speak, build back better, whatever. And then they go back and they just want to practice the same thing over and over. They go back to the baseball. They don't want to deal with this. It's like, dude, you're the, the real test, the real events right outside your, right in front of your nose and you're, you're burying your head in this and not dealing with it. So I, I don't know. It's just an observation that, no, I like the connection. No, that's yeah. a good uh, a good analogy. I like it. I know you got to go in, in like 10, 15 minutes. C- a couple other things. I have a tweet about Trudeau from September. I'm waiting to retweet it. But I said, he made some dickhead speech about, you know, the pandemic of the vaccinator. We must do this or whatever in September. And I wrote, this is exactly the kind of midwit that they'll, that they'll throw into the bus and bring to the Hague while the real criminals escape to South America like Nazis. And... I mean, I feel like Trudeau is on the on a thin string right now. Did you see the the footage of him in the Canadian Parliament, like trying to talk, and they're all heckling him, and his own party is like, "No, we, yeah. this is ridiculous. We got to end this." I mean, this dude. I did. How much longer can he keep the job? Yeah, it's wild what's happening there. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so you're, you're, you have that uh, holstered uh, tweet. I have a holster. I was gonna retweet it, but I was like, I'll wait until it really happens. And then, and then the last thing I had is. And I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter, but like people like compare regulations like the vaccine passports or like the, okay, I'm checking the restaurant. They're like, dude, you, what's the big deal? You have passports to go to different countries or you have seatbelts or you, you know, seatbelts is the worst analogy, but you, you obviously consent to all these other compliance, right? With the system, right? right? And, and I do, and you do. We, but I started thinking about it. Like what's the fundamental difference? Complying to a certain point. Well, why can't it just be a slippery slope where either you comply with nothing, you comply with everything. But A, seatbelts are bad because I put the seatbelt on voluntarily, not because I get in trouble. I put the seatbelt on because in case I get into a crash, I don't want to fly out of the car. Like I actually, I don't do it because I have to. I do it voluntarily. And nobody's really paying serious attention, although you could get a ticket. And you're only doing it when you're narrowly in the car. It's not like all around, you know. Okay, but forget about seatbelts. That one's like obviously dumb. But like what about passports to go travel, right? I mean, you used to not have passports. Right? All right. I mean, that's a little bit of showing your ID and proving you're at least a citizen sure. of somewhere. Okay. But- I started thinking about like this, like if water gets colder and it's like 50 and then it's 40 and it's 35, it's just sort of quantitatively colder. But at a certain point, if it goes below a certain number, <laughs> quanti- uh-huh. it qualitatively changes what it is mm-hmm. and it becomes something else. And if you put your you know, wine bottle or beer in the freezer, it might explode and you don't get it back. And I, I kind of feel like that's what this is, is like you could use the slippery say, well, you do this, you know, it's like, okay, well, the water got a little colder. It might not be ideal for doing this. But once you get into a VAC system with electronic passes, 
wherein you know you can't log on online without it or you can't buy food without it. Um, that's not reversible, right? Because you can't go on Twitter and rile people up or communicate with people to get stuff going because you could just be, your fuel's taken away, your, your, your ignition in your truck doesn't work, your internet, your phone doesn't send a text. There's thresholds where there's a qualitative difference. And I think that people just making stupid arguments about, oh, well, you, you show your passport. Yeah, I'd rather not, you know, but okay. Individuals showing their passport to me isn't, that's not, it doesn't turn to ice. And David Deutsch, this guy who wrote The Beginning of Infinity, I've read a bunch of it, different parts. He had a scenario where if you pass a law that says thieving is encouraged, not only legal, but encouraged, you're going to have all these people thieving and it's going to destroy the economy. But after a while, like the government, the people would be like, this is a horrible law. Let's stop this. And they'd figure out a better law. But if you pass a law saying you're not allowed to dissent and there's no exceptions to this and digitize it, the problem with that is it'll be a really terrible scenario, but there's no corrective mechanism anymore. It's gone because dissent and correction is the mechanism that you fix these things. And if you, if you pull the, the fail safe off, you're done as a society. And that's what I think these measures are. So these, these, these ideas of like, oh, you go to a passport or you wear a seatbelt or you comply with your, pay your taxes or whatever, which taxes are a whole other thing. But this other one is, is the ice. It's the line we just, you just can never cross. So I just want to say to people, and I try to convince them like, do not comply. Like, do not comply with that. I don't care what medicines you take. That's up to you. You figure it out. But do not comply with that system. There is no justification for it. So anyway, that was the only other thing I had in my mind. Let's hope it's not too late and the water hasn't frozen yet. I don't think it has, but it's 33 or 34. And maybe it's heating up a little bit because of the truckers and some other positive things. All right. I have one, one final thing. Um, uh, I posted my, uh, my TV. Well, I, I actually maybe do that next week. I'll talk more TV when we have more time, but I posted my uh, TV list on Facebook and someone responded, Alex Puma, shout out to him. He said, when's the real man pod come? And he, you know, he couldn't find it. Um, uh, but then he said, uh, one of the shows I listed on there was how to with John Wilson, a, a smart HBO show. And there was footage from the people's court 20 years ago. And he was the star pro- uh, person suing. What's the word I'm looking for? Not the defendant, but the, uh, Prosec- the uh, plaintiff. Plaintiff, thank you. Uh, pretty hilarious. I'm pretty sure it's all a joke, and, they, and, he, and they, even his buddy that he's suing, it's all made up. But anyway, uh-huh. Alex Puma, a loyal Real Man Wood listener, and uh, it's pretty funny. He's a people's court. Even he sent me the, the YouTube clip, and it's amazing. And, he, and, and it's in the John Wilson, an HBO show that I had him, one of my favorite shows of the year. And then finally, I, I will go... Um, I could see the Rams overwhelming with that defensive line, man. The stunts they were running on my Niners was, was tough. Aaron, dude, I had thought of you list there. Um, uh, when the, the Giants, I had money on your Giants, the Kerry Collins and the Ravens. And I, and I realized that I had lost before that game started when Ray Lewis, uh, in, remember how fired up he was coming out of the tunnel? Before the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he had just, like, like, oh, that's, that's it. He's going to yeah, He had committed personally. murder, like, uh, charged murder. <laughs> a week ago. A week ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, anyway, I was like, oh, boy, this is, I mean, this is over. Although that Jesse Armstead, uh, you deserve that defensive touchdown. Yeah, Could that's have horrible. That was anyway, so horrible. Uh, uh, when I was at this Niners game, I saw Jalen Ramsey was, they announced their defense. I'm like, oh, Jalen Ramsey's the big, they're the last, their guy. I forgot they have a guy Aaron Donald and he did a similar oh I'm fired up and my yeah. heart sunk a little bit anyway like, their uh, their defense could overwhelm here but looking into the nerd stats Stafford struggles against the blitz and he's like one of the worst against teams that drop back and then they only rush three that's all the Bengals did last week yeah. against Mahomes so mm-hmm. um, I could see also even if as I wrote in stat picks even if they get out to a lead McVay then just runs the ball in first and second down so I have the Rams winning 24-23 but uh, I'll take the four and a half points what's your what's your pick I'm taking the points. 
I agree with you. I think the Rams have the better defense, but I also think Burrow has played under pressure all year. He's the most sacked quarterback. That sounds bad, but actually he got to the Super Bowl despite that. So it's not like, oh, he got some pressure. He's going to fall apart. I think unless it's like nine sacks like the Titans, uh, they actually won that game, but that was lucky. If he has three or four sacks, I don't think that's a big deal. The Bengals had a higher pressure rate than the Rams, even though the Rams oh, had wow. more sacks. That's just an interesting thing, especially with so many guys dropping back. I agree that Burrow uh, is better than Stafford. And, uh, you know, they have more weapons. I mean, Cooper Cup is amazing. I mean, Beckham has really added a huge dimension. Von Miller has seven sacks in the last seven games. So it's, it's ridiculous what they're going to be dealing with. But I just feel like Burrow has the right mindset. He's a pro. They, you know how much better Burrow's gotten? He was nine games into his career and he tore his ACL. He probably wasn't himself for half the year. This guy is way better than he was the start of the year. Let Chase the NFL and YPA. Chase was a rookie. He's way better than he was when he came. And he may be the best NFL receiver right now. You're right. The Rams can get ahead. The Bengals can come back. They were down 21-3 in KC, shut down that offense in the second half. So four and a half is too much. I, to me, it's a pick em. I picked the Bengals to win outright because I'm taking them against the spread, but I think it's a coin flip, and it, I think the line is, is too big. It is a home game for the Rams, and this is going against you. You in the Super Bowl usually like I, to I pick know. the team with the better I wrote defense. about it. I wrote it's about clear. it. Okay, I haven't read yours. I said okay, if the Rams right. win, the next year it'll be yeah. a data point for my yeah. thesis, even though I went right. against it, but it right. won't be a firm data point. It's not the Bucks 2002 where they're underdogs and crush the Raiders. It's not like right. Tampa last year were underdogs and beat, the, beat up on the Chiefs. It would be a small, they're outer circle. Good, they're not a great defense. They're a good defense. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But we're on that. One last thing. Appreciate Alex Puma for his uh, suggestion. <laughs> if you, it, a bunch of you guys have given money already. I really appreciate it. It's, it's great. It makes us feel like, Hey, we're doing something that you guys value. I know I, screwed up the, the payment thing and now works. It's three bucks, but you can do multiple times if you want to give more or three bucks. It's still going to be free for now, but you know, really it's to us, it's a big, uh, a big show of, oh, this is valued. And, and no, none of you guys said this. And some of you guys even emailed me. If you want your name mentioned uh, for donating, I'm happy to do it. Not going to dox anybody without their permission, but <laughs> if you want your name mentioned, feel free. And then if you want to rate and review on iTunes, that's always appreciated too. All right, man. You, you got anything else? That's it, man. Good stuff. Later, Liz. All right. Good stuff. Take care. I'm done.